Hey everyone, welcome to Fed Stars' R&B Podcast, where I talk all things R&B. So, let's get into my first podcast, which will be Beyonce's Renaissance album. So, the first track on this album is I'm That Girl. So, let's get into it. That was Beyonce's I'm That Girl. Beyonce is so, like, brazen on this track. Like, she is showing so much attitude. And it's funny to me because we already know that Beyonce is that girl. So it's like, why do you feel the need to say it again and again on this album? I thought we already established that Beyonce was that girl since Sasha Fierce. She told us in so many ways that she was the kind of like the top bitch of the game she was that girl she was the queen of the night this track is such a throwback to a lot of the music that i listened to as a teenager i grew up in um, south florida so i grew up with especially in high school i grew up with trina and trick daddy and so forth so when i hear this loop these motherfuckers ain't stopping me it's such an acknowledgement of that time in music and whoever decided to like add this sample from these artists that's that's on this track i think it's tommy wright the third and andrea summers you can go listen to the track on youtube i wish i could throw the sample in here but i can't due to copyright issues but the sample is called still pippin it's by tommy wright the third at Beyonce, she she samples it and it's it's so brazen. It's so like in your face. And 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 I love that aspect about Beyonce. Is this bass is just thumping in your ear. And Beyonce, she keeps saying, It's not the diamonds, it's not the pearls. She just realizes that I'm that girl. It's such a great track. Yeah, I love this. I love this. It's so good. It's so delicious to hear. And Beyonce is just telling us one more time, hey, in case you forgot. I'm that girl. So let's play the next track here. Cozy. Might I suggest you don't fuck with my sis? Cause she comfortable. So that was Cozy. I, I love this track. There's so many layers to this. Let's see. So the first layer, the song is talking about how you should be comfortable in your skin. And she's really acknowledging the LGBT community. She sampled T.S. Madison. For those of you who don't know who T.S. Madison is, she's this black trans woman that's on social media, but she's also like an actress. She's done a couple of uh, reality shows. She's also one of the funniest people on the planet. And Beyonce, she samples her and it's so good. And it's so fitting for the song. She keeps looping. I'm 
dark brown, dark skin, light skin, beige, I'm fluorescent beige. Bitch, I'm black. <laughs> and I love that so much. It's so good. And I love how Beyonce used that on this song. This song also reminds me a little bit of Formation. Beyonce, she says, I like my Negro nose with Jackson 5 nostrils. And that was in reference to Jay-Z, obviously. And it was in reference to her daughter, Blue Ivy, who people felt like she has Beyonce's face, but she's got Jay-Z's nose and it's she's not beautiful. And Beyonce's saying, no, fuck that. My daughter is beautiful. I like her just the way that she is, just the way that God made her. And I liked how Beyonce doubled out on that. In case you guys didn't know, Blue Ivy is a beautiful young black woman. And I think Beyonce felt like she she needed to say it again. And it's such a great track. It really is. It's hitting so many points about us and how we feel and how we look in society and so forth. And we always feel like we're not as beautiful as other ethnicities and so forth. Beyonce is just saying, be cozy, be comfortable in your skin, in your beautiful black skin. There is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, this was uh, another great track. So... Let's get into the next track, which is Alien Superstar. This is the song that everyone loves. On eyes on you when you perform, eyes on eye when I put on mastermind and hook couture, label horse can't clock. I'm so obscure. Yeah, that was Alien Superstar. This song reminds me of so many other songs that came before it. It sounds like something Dead Mouse would have used in the introduction of one of his songs. It's very electronic, it's very dance. When I first saw the title, I immediately thought about what is her name, Katy Perry. Remember when she did E.T. with Kanye West? It has that feel to it a little bit. It also reminds me of something that Janet did in Feedback. It's so, like, supernatural, so alien-like. It's so out of this world. You feel like, like you're in a spaceship or headed into outer space and so forth. It also reminds me of what she did off of her second album a little bit. Ring the Alarm a little bit. But yeah, it's so futuristic. It's so cool. Anyone can like dance to it. I'm surprised she didn't lead with this song, but I think she probably knew that everyone would love it. Let's get into the next track, which is Cuff It. gives me a couple of vibes probably the first vibe is i heard this off of twitter a lot of people like like this song and then a lot of people don't like this song they feel like it's a throwaway song like the song belonged on like the last album or the one before that and i think the reason they're saying that is because it sounds like something she was thinking about when she recorded before i let you go 
from Maze. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like the groove of it. It sounds like Maze. It sounds like the band Maze. Let me, let me correct myself. It sounds like Maze and Frankie Beverly. It sounds like that track. Is there, there's a groove to it. There's like a 70s, 80s groove to it. And it sounds so nice. Beyonce also samples Tina Marie's Ooh La La, <laughs> which is so cool. <laughs> Who doesn't like Tina Marie? But yeah, she samples her. Like, I don't hate it. I don't think it's... I don't think it's like the best song on the album. It's somewhere in the middle. I'm trying to see if it, is there is there anything else I can think of. It's such a kind of cool layback sound. It's not cheesy. It's not this kind of bubblegum R&B track like the sound, but it's not bubbly. It's laid back. You're at a cookout. <laughs> you're probably smoking a blunt. <laughs> Or Blackie Mild or something like that. And you're just, just chilling with your family, having a barbecue. It has that feel to it. And so that's why I brought up Maze and Frankie Beverly. Because it has that type of groove to it. So, yeah. Cool. Keep waiting like da 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 Ooh la la la. That's the way them boys sound when I walk through the black black black. Didn't I Uzi that doozy? Shut shut shut. Chilling, minding up in this. Popping up, painting champagne through the ceiling. Sipping it up. Flicking it up. All this good energy got you all in your feelings. Just into the country with derringers, cause them Karens just turned into terrorists. So that was energy. So yeah, the controversy over this song happened not too long ago. Beyonce she sampled Kalisa's milkshake. And when I first heard this song, I couldn't hear it. I was like, where? Where did Beyonce sample Milkshake? And then I heard it, right? I, I It's kind of hard to do, to describe, but it's in there. It's like... <laughs> it's <laughs> that was my lame attempt at getting it in there. But yeah, she sampled Khalees, and then Khalees went off. She went off on social media. She went on Instagram, I believe. And she was just like, you could have at least called me, girl. You could at least <laughs> send me a text message that you were going to use this tr use this sample. And she threw Pharrell and Chad Hugo under the bus. And she was just saying that this is something that Pharrell has been doing. He swindled me out of the copyrights and the ownership of like my music, especially off. I think she said like the first two albums. She didn't really make any money from it. This is something that he's been doing for ages and so forth. But but yeah, let's get back. I feel so bad for Khalees, but let's get back to the track. The, the track is pretty cool, but at the same time, Beyonce is so cocky. <laughs> She's so cocky on this song. It reminds me of what P. Diddy was doing in the late 90s, early 2000s, especially like in the late 90s when he was with Notorious Big and Maze. And it gives me like that more money, more problems kind of vibe. And you're bragging how we're on yachts and we're flying in the skies and that kind of vibe to it. And again, I kind of mentioned this earlier on in the podcast, Beyonce, she doesn't have to do that. We know that she's that girl. And so she doesn't have to be so cocky, but I get it. It's when, when you're the top chick in the game, you could talk mad shit. 
and there's nothing that anyone can say about it. One thing that she does reference, I don't know if you guys catch it, it's a particular lyric, out 45, don't get out of line. So for those of you who don't know, Donald Trump is the 45th president. So she's saying we got his ass out of the White House. <laughs> I love the fact that you mentioned we voted out 45, we voted out Donald Trump, and we're trying to do our best to make sure that he doesn't get back in there for 2024. So Beyonce is saying, hey, get y'all asses back in line and make sure you vote. Yeah, I love this track. It's so cool. So that was Beyonce's Break My Soul. It's one of my favorite songs off the album. When I first heard the track, I was surprised she went in this direction. It was totally not what I was expecting from Beyonce. But if you think about it, it makes total sense. Sometimes I forget that Beyonce is a millennial. She's a 80s baby like me. And if you're an 80s baby, you grew up with this music. You grew up with Robin S. And, and especially Crystal Waters, she led the house music at the time. I was surprised that Beyonce went in this direction. She does a couple things with this song. It's such a great feel, good song. And it came out at like the most appropriate time right now. Everybody's quitting their jobs, right? The um, great resignation. <laughs> Everyone is quitting their job, falling in love, pursuing things that like make them happy. And Beyonce, she acknowledged that. And if you think that Beyonce doesn't pay attention to what's going on in the, in the news and so forth, no, Beyonce pays a lot of attention to that stuff. She really does. I also like how she sampled Big Frida. <laughs> He's all over this track. He is bouncing in and out of this track. Um, she sampled the song Explode. And she uses him so freely through this song. It's such a liberation to the song. And also, I, I love the house feel of it. See, so that's the thing. It's so funny. When the song first came out, us 80s babies, we love this song. But you guys who came up, what is it, Generation Y <laughs> after the millennials, you guys don't like this song. You guys are, what the hell is this? All this noise. <laughs> it's so funny to me. <laughs> But we love it. We love it to death. It's, it's that kind of song you wake up to to kind of get your morning started, right? So, God damn, I have to walk my ass into this job that I cannot stand. I just want to quit today, but I can't because, you know, I got bills to pay. <laughs> and another thing that I like about this song, like towards the end, she starts like stacking the vocals. I'm not sure if it's just her or if there's like a gospel choir behind her. It sounds so good. It sounds like something Mariah Carey used to do with a lot of her remixes, especially like a lot of the songs that she did where she worked with a lot of producers who were in the dance, dance hall house music. And she would have Kelly Price and the background singers come in 
and just take over the song. Like it feels like a gospel song at the very end. And Beyonce, she went there. I would love to hear more of that. I would love to hear Beyonce just do a house album. That would be so badass from her. It's such a great track. But let's get into the next track. The next track is Church Girl. And, and again, <laughs> Beyonce has some controversy over this song. But we're going to get into it after it finishes. So that was Church Girl. So the controversy over Church Girl is that Beyonce, she sampled the Clark sisters. She sampled Center of Thy Will. And the controversy, I only caught like a glimpse of it. This preacher, pastor, bishop or whatever. <laughs> He was going off on Beyonce. I think he said like the song is like sacrilegious. And it reminds me, it reminds me, you, you remember the film Ray? The one that Jamie Foxx won an Oscar for? There's a scene in Ray where Ray is singing a song and these people from the church, they run up on him. They're like... <laughs> You're singing God's music. You're singing church music. It's it's sacrilegious, right? And it's so funny. I'm like, you're coming after Beyonce? I thought we already addressed this with, what's his name? What is that guy's name? It'll come to me. The one that, that like infuses gospel music and hip hop, gospel music and R&B music. What is his name? Kurt Franklin. It's, it's, it's so funny to me because... Like, I remember when Kurt Franklin came out with Stomp. When I tell you guys, like, they were in an uproar over that song. Sacrilegious. How could you have salt, salt and pepper, <laughs> rapping on a church song? And then you're, like, infusing hip-hop. What was interesting was that when that song came out, like, Diddy and hip-hop, they were on fire at that time. So to have someone infuse hip-hop and, and church music... It was a huge no-no. And Beyonce, she she's so cocky on the song, <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> I love it. I really do. Church girl, don't hurt nobody, you know? <laughs> but the thing is, though, it's like, it's like a run-on joke, right? Like when you leave church, or rather before you come to church, it's a possibility. You probably just came from the club. And I love that. I love that. She also samples DJ Jimmy and she samples um, Where They At, Dirty. And I, I love it because, I, again, I grew up with that music. I grew up with that sound. I grew up with Luke, that Miami sound. And so when I hear it, I'm like, oh, my God, it's such a great throwback. It takes me back to a place where life was just so much simpler back then. And Beyonce, I'm not sure who added that sample or that concept. They did such a great job with this. They really did. It's so badass. And, and, and something else, I've always known that Beyonce has been a rapper or rather semi-rapper. But towards the end of this, 
she is on fire. She is lit. She is going for it. And so as I was listening to the song, I was also following the lyrics um, I have up on my computer. And I'm like trying to catch up. I'm trying to catch up to her rapping. <laughs> she is. <laughs> it's coming, guys. I wouldn't be surprised on Renaissance Act 2. She might be rapping through that entire album. And she's she is going for it. And there's no one that can do that. Maybe with the exception of Mariah from Breakdown and so forth. But no, Beyonce, she goes all in. She will cut up a lyric and she will get in that ass and i love it yeah um and also one more thing i remember that song nasty girl remember that song nasty girl and she was just like trashy ashy <laughs> she was like don't come out the house looking raggedy so it's so funny for her to go from hey girls don't look trashy but it's okay now if you're coming from the club and, and you know entering the church don't hurt nobody you know so i think it's funny during that era Beyonce was telling these girls, don't, don't, mm-mm, we're not doing that, baby. Make sure to put some lotion on them legs before you come out the house. <laughs> like some other songs, like Fancy, that was on Destiny Child's album, and definitely like Nasty Girl. Yeah, so I love how she's kind of flipped it, right? Go for it, church mama. Yeah, go for it, girl. <laughs> yeah, let's get into the next track. Um, the next track, I think it might be one of the weakest songs off the album but that's not based on my opinion you guys have decided like what's the weakest song and i can tell just by looking at the amount of like plays it gets on spotify you can't really see it on your phone but you can see it if you have the app installed on your computer the song that gets like the least amount of plays is plastic off the sofa so let's get into it <laughs> Yeah, that was plastic off the sofa. A lot of you are not feeling it for some strange reason. It has such a cool laid back feel to it. Like I imagine Beyonce is at the beach and she's looking at her children off in the distance. And Jay-Z is probably really like nearby. Like the kids are probably playing in the sand, building castles and stuff. Like it's it has that feel to it. Or Beyonce is at her mansion. And the kids are away. Everyone is away. And she's just having a nice drink, a nice cocktail. And she's swimming. She's probably dangling her feet in the pool. That's like the vibe that I get from it. And something else. It sounds like something like from Stevie Wonder. It sounds like something Michael Jackson would have done. You know, sometimes you're, you're like you're in your car and you're like turning to stations and you just accidentally hit like the jazz station. <laughs> But you're like, oh, this is cool. This is nice. This is laid back. Yeah. But yeah, you guys are not feeling it. It's not the lowest played song off the album from Spotify. The lowest played song off that album. It'll come to me. But yeah, you guys are not feeling this. I'm not sure why. Something else. I've been looking at TikTok videos and there's this challenge where people are singing this song and you guys are just letting your voice fly. And Beyonce, she sings this song 
in her upper register, like in her falsetto voice. And she's just like, like a feather. She's just fluttering all over this song. And, and the thing is, not too many singers can stay up there and make it sound so delightful. A lot of times when people are singing their falsetto voices, okay, this can quickly turn cringy. <laughs> but Beyonce, she sounds so sweet. She sounds like she's so in love. And that's such a great like feeling to be in. And I love it. Something else, like at the end of this song, it's such a great like segue into the next track, which is Virgo's Groove. Like the like both these songs fit so well together. Like at times when you're listening to it, you you forget that she started a new track. And yeah, let's get into the next track, which is Virgo's Groove. So yeah, that was Beyonce's Virgo's Groove. This is probably my one of my favorite songs off this album. So many, again, so many layers to this. Let's see. It has such a great throwback feel to it. It sounds, again, something that Maze and Frankie Beverly would have done. It's just such a nice groove to it. Lyrically, it reminds me of Aaliyah's Rock the Boat, like Rock the Boat, Work the Middle. Like it's something about the flavor of the lyrics where it's really laid back and easygoing. And Beyonce, she sounds so amazing on this track. I, I love it. I've listened to it so many times. I know my ears have, have started to bleed. I love it even more like towards the end where she does like this breakdown. It sounds so good. And Beyonce, she starts to stack the vocals up. And at times it reminds me of like Brandy, like just stacking these vocals and they're just like swarming in. It sounds so good to hear this song on. If you have some great like headphones, listen to the song and see how Beyonce like comes in. She and she grooves and she is so laid back. And she's again, she's so in love. And it has, there were times I was thinking about Michael Jackson's Rock With You. It, it has that kind of feel to it. She just want to rock with you. Beyonce just wants to like chill, lay back. I don't know, smoke. She keeps saying, you're the love of my life. And we believe it. And yeah, it's such a great track. And I love you guys who are on TikTok singing this. And you're adding your spin to it and you're just letting your voice just fly. Yeah, it's such a great track. I hope she officially releases it. But yes, let's get into the next track, which is actually now this song is the lowest played song. It's called Move and it features Grace Jones and Tim's. Again, I'm not sure why you guys feel like this is this should be the lowest played song. But yeah, we're going to get into it. Give me a little fire, 
So that was Beyonce's move featuring Grace Jones and Tim's. I like this track. I'm not sure why you guys are not feeling it too much. I guess, let me see. Why are you guys not feeling this track? I'm not sure why. Yeah, I'm like really grappled with this <laughs> as to why you guys don't like this song. It's a really cool track and she got Grace Jones on it. She's got Tim's on it. There's a couple things. When I, when I first heard it, I thought it was really interesting. It feels like it's an answer to, what's that song Usher did? You don't have to call. He was like, you don't have to call because I'm like going out with my buddies and so forth. And that's what that feels like in this song. Like Beyonce saying, hey, move out the way. I'm headed out. Me and my girls, Jay, you watch the kids. Me and my homegirls are going out. <laughs> And so, like, in the middle of the song, she, I don't want to say, like, she's referencing them, but she says, me and my girlfriends came out to play fireworks champagne. I love that. And it reminds me of a little bit of Vanity Six, like, Nasty Girl. It also reminds me of Climax. What's that song? Meeting in the ladies' room? Like, it has that feel to it. There's a meeting in the ladies' room, <laughs> and we need to talk. What's that other song by Climax? The Men All Pause? Like, it has that feel to it. And me and my homegirls are out. These dudes are looking at us because we're fine as shit. Move out the way. <laughs> but yeah, I like this track. Is it, like, in the top five? No. But it's still, like, a good song. But yeah, let's get into the next track, which is Heated. Yeah, let's um explore that. So that was Beyonce's Hated. It's one of my favorite tracks on this album, like for so many reasons. It's such a funk to it. The first thing, Beyonce, she makes a lot of references to these fashion boutique clothing lines. She mentioned Chanel. I got a lot of Chanel on me. We believe you, Beyonce, when you say that you have a lot of Chanel on you. You're one of the few people that can afford it. And she does that like quite often in the song. I got a lot of Chanel on me. I got a lot of Tiffany on me. But there's another reason why she's like referencing them. She's also referencing like the ballroom scene. She mentions heated, stolen Chanel, put me up in jail. And that is so funny. She's obviously, you can tell Beyonce watches Pose, the ballroom show that was about the kids in the 80s and they were dealing with HIV and AIDS and the, the ballroom scene. But there's one particular episode where, what is that character's name? Electra, Elantra, Electra. Her and her children, they are like staking out like in the museum and they steal all of the clothes <laughs> from that time. I think it was like, what was it called? It was like the Royal Court Museum. And so they like stole all the stuff. They like picked up a bitch and they like broke like the doors and so forth. And you see them like run off into the street with the clothes on and so forth. Beyonce is obviously 
referencing that. And it's so funny. And then she, she takes it a step further. She talks about her Uncle Johnny. <laughs> she mentions how Uncle Johnny made that dress, that cheap spandex. She looks a mess. That is so funny. And again, Beyonce, she goes for it. She is wrapping her ass off towards the end and she's so cocky with it like you cannot beat beyonce when it comes to being cocky on a song but it fits like it sounds good she's using i forgot what they that that instrument like the vocal decoder that sounds like you're screaming through a mic that's distorted i love that it is so good and it fits so perfect with this song because beyonce she's talking mad shit <laughs> and you're gonna eat it <laughs> but yeah i like this track i really did i like how she gives a shout out to her uncle johnny he did the best that he could do beyonce he was trying his damn best to get you to look fly and i like how she felt like i looked a goddamn mess but you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna work with what my uncle johnny did for me so yeah i like this track so yeah let's get into the next song which is thick yeah let's explore that So that was thick. The first time I saw the title of this track, I was like, Ugh. I hope she's not going to emulate Kaya, my neck, my back. That was like my first, <laughs> that was like my first initial thought. But yeah, I'm glad she didn't go that route. But she's certainly very cocky though, similar to what Kaya did for my neck, my back. Let's see. I like this song. It's a couple things. It's, uh, it's grungy, it's trance, it's tech. Beyonce keeps saying ass getting thicker, cash getting thicker, everything is getting thicker. And if you look at the album cover, Beyonce looks thick as hell. She, <laughs> she's, but she's embraced it. She's like, you know what? I've had three children. And so mama is getting thick. And I love this track. It's so brazen. Again, she's cocky and she has every right to be. Some of the lyrics are interesting. So I was reading some of the reviews and they were saying that it sounds like Beyonce is kind of a, a little bit. I kind of agree, but at the same time, I don't want to like read too much into it. There's one line where she's saying he thought he was loving me good, but I told him go harder. And she says, baby, that's thick. And then she's like, thought she was killing that shit. I told her go harder. And I was like, who is Beyonce telling to go harder? Like the only person I can think of that she could tell to go harder is probably Serena Williams. <laughs> She's getting ready to retire and I can see being in the stands, you know, in this match, like, bitch, go harder. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about that particular line that it sounds like, I don't know. I don't want to read too much into it. Very good at like those very soft innuendos. She's never in your face with it. She can be, but she doesn't do it too often. She got it from the girls who came before her. They weren't so explicit. So yeah, I like this track. There's another reason why I like this track. It's so trance tech to me. I love it. When I first heard it, especially like towards the middle, towards the end, 
it sounds like it sounds like a nightclub song. You know how you're watching those movies and there's like a spy or what's that movie Jamie Foxx was in with Tom Cruise? Collateral? So there's a scene in Collateral where it looks like Jamie Foxx is trying to escape from like Tom Cruise's character. And they're in this dark nightclub. Everyone's jumping, lights is flashing, smoke is being filled in the air. And the kind of trance tech music is playing throughout. I'm trying to think of another scene in the movie. Blade. Go watch like the first Blade. And I think it, it starts with like them in a nightclub. And again, trance music is popping. Everyone's jumping. It's like this <laughs> post that is happening. Yeah, I love that. I wish I want if Beyonce, if you're listening, I want you to do so much more house music. Like hook up with Dead Mouse. And I know you know who that is. <laughs> like, I know you do. Yeah, y'all rock the hell out of this song. And again, comes in, she's rapping. She's she's so confident with her skills now. And the thing is, you know, in order to kind of get to that place, you have to feel confident. You have to feel cozy in your skin. And I love that about Beyonce. And I love that that she is exuding that now. Yeah, that's this is a hot track. It's one of my favorite tracks on here, but it's not like the most like played track on the album. It's somewhere at the bottom, like in terms of like plays that this song is getting. But uh, yeah, I dig it. Let's see. The next song is All Up In Your Mind. And actually, this is the lowest played track on the album based on the number of plays that's on Spotify. So yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, that was all up in your mind. Uh, let's see. I'm not quite sure why you guys don't like this song. I think what it is, so many other good songs on this album, it's hard to let some of the other songs shine. And this is not to say like, this song isn't good. It's just not as good as the others. Loves Break My Soul, Loves Alien Superstar, Thick, We, <laughs> I'm That Girl. She has so many great tracks and this one just kind of falls through the cracks a little bit. The first time I saw the title of this song, for some strange reason, I thought about Brandy. Brandy has a song called like Always On My Mind. And so <laughs> I have Brandy's background vocals like playing in the backdrop of this song. It's like always on my mind. <laughs> There's something else that's interesting about this track. It feels like a follow-up to that song, Sorry. You remember Sorry? And Beyonce was saying, you better call Becky with the good hair. This feels like a follow-up to that. It's like, I got my man back all up in his mind. And you, there is no evidence of you here. You've never been here. You have been wiped out. I'm all up in his head. So you, yeah, get off my lawn. <laughs> so I love this track for that. Yeah. And again, you sound so confident. You know, and she's like, got this. <laughs> so coolness. Yeah, let's get into the next track. The next track is, let's see, what is the next track? 
America has a problem. So, yeah, let's get into it. So that was America has a problem. Again, I hate to sound like a like a what do they call them? What what are Beyonce's fans called? The Beehive. <laughs> That's what it feels like. As I'm kind of wrapping up this podcast, I'm like, oh my God, I sound like a like a like like one of the bees. I really do love every track. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> and um, no, I think what it is, I've grown to like. Honest with you guys, I I was one of those in the very beginning. I was like, I don't see it. I don't see the appeal. But I think what she's been able to do, she's been able to kind of roll, and I love that. I love when I I catch myself slipping at their growth. And Beyonce, she has grown so much as an artist. She is making everyone proud. I'm sorry. The ancestors are like looking down on her and they're like, you know what? You doing that shit, bitch. Oh, <laughs> you are growing up, mama. You're blossoming as an artist. And that's the thing that I've appreciated about. Yeah, I'm not like a fanatic. I, I'm a fan. I love that she's grown up as an artist and she's matured, and she's exploring so many different flavors of R&B music. But yeah, let's get back into this track. I love it. Again, when you first hear it, you're like, I know this sound, but where is it from? And she sampled this artist called, she sampled this artist called Kilo Eile. I'm probably saying it wrong. It contains a sample of cocaine. And as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, I know the sound. Like, I kind of with this. If you're a millennial, it's beat. Like, you've heard it a million times. And so it's such a great throwback. The artist, Kilo, again, he's from Atlanta, Georgia. And there's like this deep bass that's like thumping through it. It's similar to what like Miami, like that Miami style bass style, which I grew up with. But yeah, I love it. I love it. I really do. Something else. Beyonce keeps saying, like, this love doesn't get any higher. Again, I feel like it's a follow-up to Sorry. And it's, it's, you, hey, Jay-Z, you ain't gonna get no better than this, baby. It's, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can, you can look, but you ain't gonna find a better bitch than me, okay? But yeah, I love this track. I love the fact that much of the music that I grew up with, that Miami-based style music, I love it. I, if she wants to saturate the act two with more of that, I am here for it. Let's get into the second to the last track, which is Pure Slash Honey. If you So that was Pure Honey. This track was definitely for the ballroom kids. The ballroom scene, I already know you guys are tearing up this song 
at the club. I know you guys are tearing up this song in the ball in the ballrooms. <laughs> I know you guys are. I know you guys are voguing. I know you guys are dropping it, J setting, all that stuff. I know you guys are tearing this one apart. This that's this track was dedicated to you guys. Beyonce, she samples feels like which was written by Michael Cox, Mike Q, and, and a couple of other people. She also sampled from some other artists, mostly, again, like from the ballroom scene. If you're in the ballroom community, you love this track. This is dedicated to you. Let's see, why do I love this track? It's a couple things. There's so many layers. It's so jumpy. It's so, she makes an interesting reference. She mentions let me see if I can find it really quick. She makes some interesting references. One of the lyrics, she says, it should cost a billion to look this. <laughs> Thank you, Beyonce. Yeah, the odds of us becoming billionaires is pretty slim. <laughs> but you're, well, you're already there with your husband, so I get it. Um, and the last time I remember, like, be mentioning the billion was on that song, Flawless. Remember when she was, like, I think it was, like, the remix. And she was like, you know what? When it's a billion dollars on the elevator, of course, sometimes shit go down. So I, I get it. When it's that much money on the line, yeah, yeah. I, I got the purest. Right? <laughs> I'm yummy. And also, it's interesting with this song. Too many artists are not very good at life. It feels like it's two separate songs. They're like spliced apart, but they're put together all at the same time. There's also like a Prince Vanity Six vibe to it. And also I'm hearing elements of Donna Summer. Like she's it's like dripping all over and <laughs> I love it. It's so, it's so, again, she's so cocky and yeah, I hear it. I, oh my God, I definitely hear the Donna Summer. I know a lot of you keep saying that Kelly should be the one that should play Donna Summer in like a biopic, but I don't know, guys. I think yeah, she she's it's like dripping all over her, you know, to contact with that. And Beyonce, she's like an angel, you know, and she's just going for it. So, yeah, so let's get into the last track of the album. And before I, I start this, this track, this is like, I think my favorite song on the album. Let me play it. And then I'm going to tell you guys why I think it's the best song. And I'm sure many of you won't agree. It's okay. This is my podcast. So I get to say what I want to say. Let's get into it. That was Summer Renaissance. That is my favorite track on this album. Um, let's see why. There's so many different things that I love about this track. First time I heard it, I said, oh, I like, like this sounds like Donna Summer. And it's so interesting. I did not know that fun fact about the song when I first heard it. I was like, oh, that sounds like Donna Summer. And I said, it also sounds like a little bit of Madonna like a little bit of Vogue and especially Madonna's um, Confessions on the Dance Floor. If you listen to that album and then come listen to this, you're like, oh, okay, but you're, you're inspired by Madonna, which is not a bad thing. You know, he has made her fake and house music, especially with the ballroom scene, right? Kind of that this song 
inspired that. It's very, it's very house. It's very ballroom. It's very Vogue-ish. And I love it. I really do. And it also sounds like Naughty Girl. I think like the remix, which again, I think that sample a little bit of uh, Donald Summer. And there's a part like towards the end where she's like, she's saying, I want your touch. I want your feeling. I want your touch. I want your feeling. And she is belting it out. And she belts out this part towards it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play a little part here. That, oh, it sounds so good. And it's such a club anthem. It's such a, I'm ending the tour night with this song like y'all 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 go home now i <laughs> worked my ass off mama worked her ass off this evening and so that's my favorite song off this album it gets me up i bet it's a great workout song it's such a great song yeah so yeah let's let's talk about the entire album i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap this up so i'm gonna give myself a slight pause and collect my thoughts and just kind of speak from the heart so yeah yeah that's the end of the album yeah, overall, I like this album. I'm trying to say, should I give it a grade? I don't know if I want to. If 10 is being like the best, I think this is pretty high up there. Like I would give it like an 8.9. <laughs> yeah, I would give it that number. If this was A through F, I would give it like a B plus. It's pretty interesting. I was reading some of the reviews from critics and for the most part, they love this album. They're calling it like the album of the year. One critic said that it's erotically explicit, knowledgeable, and felt. Some are calling it like a modern classic. Some are saying it's a once in a generation superstar performing at her peak. And I would agree with that. Like these last three albums from Beyonce is, is what we felt like when Michael did Thriller then Bad and dangerous it was like god damn like you on fire but yeah it's a great body of work i think the thing i love the most about this album is that it's consistent like the sound it is so consistent you can play from beginning to the end and not get bored with it like there really aren't any tracks where you're like oh let me let me get ready to skip this as i jump in the shower but yeah i love the album i really do let's see favorite track Obviously, it's, it's the last track, right? Summer Renaissance. But other tracks, I really like Alien Superstar. I like I'm That Girl. I like Cozy. I like Thick. And I think Thick is kind of rising up in the ranks for me because at first I was like, mm, I'm not really feeling this. And then the more I listened to it, I was like, yeah, I like this shit. She, <laughs> she's talking mad shit on this one. And she makes so many references she makes so many references to like previous tracks she's done. She makes references to the ballroom scene. Like she, this is her, I hate to say it. It's like her gayest album. I kind of cringe when I hear that, but yeah, I like this album. Yeah. I can't wait to see the videos. I can't wait to see when she goes on tour. I can't wait to see what she incorporates. Can't see what you guys, you kids, you producers, you mixers, you mashup guys do with this album. There were times I was listening to this album and I was like, oh, I wish I was a mashup producer. I would tear this album apart. I would mix in the Arrhythmics, a lot of 80s sound, Tears for Fears, Wham. I hear it. Madonna, Donna Summer, Stevie Wonder. I hear all of that. I hear all of the inspirations that make up this album. And I love the fact that Beyonce took her time and she, it sounds like she just immersed herself 
and the music that she was feeling at the time. When you're like alone in your room and you get all of these vinyl albums around you, you're just surrounded by just great music. And you say, you know what? I am just going to take a slice of this cake from this. I'm going to be inspired by this. I'm going to not allow myself to hold back. I am going to sample and I'm going to embrace it. Like I'm, uh, <laughs> These other artists that came before me, they birthed me. They inspired me. They challenged me. They, and yes, I'm going to take from them. They inspired me. I'm going to credit them. And that is Beyonce at her best. Funny meme, uh, that always catch, you know, someone is like pointing out like how annoyed they are at working. And it's the meme where Beyonce, you can, <laughs> you can see her getting like her MacBook Pro. And the thing is huge. And she's like putting it on her lap, getting lost in YouTube videos and she is getting lost in the music and she's sampling this and she's listening to this and she's sending producers and writers their ideas and she wants to hear their ideas and incorporate it just to make the sound even better. I love that. I love when someone gets immersed and they make it their entire world to create a body of work. And so, yeah, Beyonce, you did that. Yeah, yeah, you, hey. I'm that girl. Yeah. You guys go and listen to the album. Have a good time with it. Yeah. I love one last thing. I was on Twitter and you guys are having like these Beyonce Renaissance parties. I'm so jealous, you know, COVID is still out there. So I'm not like, you know, partaking in it, <laughs> but I am watching the videos and cheering you guys on. You guys are rocking it. You guys are getting sweaty in the clubs and every track that comes on, you guys are just sweating out your hair and <laughs> I love it. Guys, this has been my review of Beyonce's Renaissance. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed it just listening to it and deciphering it and breaking it apart and putting it back together again. This was so much fun. You guys enjoy the rest of your day and I will hear from you guys later. Have a good one.